Hello? Hello, Brian? Yeah, just, just a minute. Hey, listen, sorry, I don't have a lot of time. It's Brian from this, that, and the other. Look, look, okay, I want to tell you everything. I want to tell you the truth about wood. You want to know about the real stuff? You want to know why the earth is hollow and why we're being run by aliens? You want to know about the stuff they're putting in your Gatorade and why you should be eating your dogs and why, and why we need renewable resources are lie and we're living inside of a hologram. And, and I'll tell you all this, but you have to listen to this, that, and the other. You have to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, don't tell Sam that. Don't tell hey, Brian, what are you doing? Are you making an ad without me? No, listen, I, I gotta go. Oh. Subscribe to this, that, and the other. You bastard. 9-11 was a lie. What happened to Melanie? Yo, hola. what's up, what's cracking, and what's hood, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. It is I, your host, Forever Cabron. Thank you for tuning in to Mad Profit. Shout out to all of you liking, subscribing, and going on to the YouTube channel. Binge on this. We appreciate you. Thank you for that, for listening to this, that, and the other. Happy news with Perry Kurtz, Olden Time TV's, Sam of All Trades, and of course, What's Hood with me, IFC. We here and live, dog. I hope you all been good. I hope you all been up, and I hope you all been blessed. A homie's been living, dog. A homie's been, a homie's been riding. I went through a situation this week where my, where they tried to diminish my value, dog, and I had to remind myself, I come from gold. And what I mean by that is that I come from the city of El Dorado. And that's today's topic. What does gold mean in Nahual? What does gold mean in other languages? Because from the way I have it understood, it's a little bit of a different conversation. You feel me? I grew up listening and hearing about people looking for the city of gold and the fountain of youth. And just that's all they ever wanted was unlimited riches. And then I remember hearing or reading about the Aztec defeat that night in 1521. And I remember thinking to myself, why would a king give up his people? Why would a king surrender to foreign ideals? Like, why would this happen? And as when I was younger, I would read the books and come to understand the lies that those victors wrote. And as I grew older, I started to look deeper into our roots and began to understand the choices a ruler has to make when they're against a wall. And I remember, I don't know what it was. It could have been a vision. It could have been something else. Just something spoke to my spirit. What do you call a soul? That, that like some, some light came to me and told me, what would you do if you were faced with extinction? Would you fight to your extinction or would you try to preserve what's left in hopes to raise the next generation to avoid extinction? And that that thought, that philosophy, I got it. You know, when it came to the last Latuani, which was which is the word in Awa for king, which is the literal translation in English to speaker. When the last speaker for the Aztec kingdom surrendered to Cortes, he surrendered on the on, on the idea of it's not our fight anymore. It has to be our children. So Cuauhtémoc gives up the mantle, Cuauhtémoc surrenders, whatever you want to call it, for the future of tomorrow. And then 
time passes on and Cortez is still looking for gold. And if you read any of the history books involving the Aztecs and the bitch-ass conquistadores, you come to understand that that's all they fucking wanted from our culture, from our ancestors, from honestly our great-great-great-great-grandmothers, the women that were raped and plundered by these so-called victors and conquerors that brought their God that was merciful on prostitutes. Like, there's levels to this conversation that we'll get into eventually. But right now, we're talking about Equatemoc and Cortez. So, Cortez gives Equatemoc the title of king. He tells that fool, all right, we're going to let you live in your luxury. We're going to let you maintain these relationships, but you serve us. And they got to the point where he was looking for this gold, but no one knew where it was at. And there is an old saying in Mexico that says, a les quemaron los pies. The Spanish are going to say patas because they don't think we are educated enough, but fuck those fools. Pero a les quemaron los pies. That means that Cuauhtémoc got his feet burned only because he, the Spaniards thought he was not telling them where the city of gold was. And that's one of those things uh, that gets lost in translation because what means gold to you does not mean gold to me. What means gold to me may not be gold to, you know, let's say my girlfriend or wife, you feel me? It's just one of those things that don't really translate well enough. So in those aspects and those things, we're, we're going to find a miscommunication. So Cortez asks Cuauhtémoc, where's the gold? Cuauhtémoc says it's out in the street. They go out looking in the street. They don't find it. They come back. Cuauhtémoc, where's the gold? Dog, it's out there in the street. They go back and look and they're like, all right, we've already expended enough time. You're going to tell us where this gold is or you're going to die. And <laughs> push came to shove. They tied that fool up and started burning his feet. And yo, dog, where's the gold? And the reality was is that it was out there in the streets. Because gold had nothing to do with the actual metal or the glinting rock. Gold had to do with something deeper than that. When I hear about the legend of El Dorado, I don't think about a city of gold. I think about a community of indigenous folk, a community of Latinos, a community of a place where you're not a stranger, where you can watch yourself be in high regard, a, a, a city in which you are an equal to even the king, quote-unquote, the Latuani, the speaker. That was what the mystical, mythical city of gold was in that language. But you can believe me or not, dog, but at the end of the day, when you look at it, Yucatan means I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> and we have a whole peninsula based on that phrase of that I don't know this peninsula. Because when the Spaniards got to, to land, when Columbus came to land, these dumb fucks thought that the language of God, la palabra de Dios, was universal. And they were fucking wrong. You know? And mind you, I get really frustrated when it comes to religious conversations because we were forced to change religions at gunpoint. We were forced to change deities watching other people get shot and suffer, be brought to chains and had their feet burned. It's one of those things where it's frustrating for, for me to look at my community and give it all up to a guy that got here on a boat. But that's not what today's conversation is about, you feel me? Sorry for that rant. But 
the city of gold, dog. That's that's in the Latino community, and to me, to I, anywhere where you find Latinos, indigenous folk, mixed breeds, half breeds, mestizo, anyone that has a mixed indigenous blood with them. You you are that gold that I know Cuauhtémoc was talking about. You feel me? It's one of those things that I find beautiful and lovely. It's it's a deeper conversation, honestly, because it's one of those that ties into the value of our community. A lot of the stuff that have gone on in history is because the indigenous people in Mesoamerica and Central America and, you know, South America learned that in order for you to survive, you had to stay quiet. In order for you to survive, you had to move sideways in the shadows, in the dark. No disrespect, but when they brought the Africans here, they brought them to show them what an example was. If you don't listen, this is your fate. The campesinos to this day, dog, that have never made it out of that poverty. There were kings and nobles that were robbed of their indigenous rights or whatever you want to call it. Now, at the end of the day, when you really sit down and think about it, the Aztecs were the oppressors. The Aztecs lost the conquest war because they had so many enemies. And... As beautiful as it may seem that our culture is, our culture also has a dark side to it. I find it hilarious that a lot of Latinos or Chicanos or whatever the fuck you want to call them, those that preach communism and, fa and are anti-fascist, they forget that the Aztec Empire was the oppressors in Mesoamerica. They forget that the reason why the the Spaniards won was because they had enemies on all sides because they ruled with an iron fist. Our relationship with death is so different from the entire western side of the world, but they still helped funnel that fear through that. It's fascinating, you feel me? But the thing that about El Dorado, the thing about a city like that, the way it exists in the mind, it's, it's like utopia, it's, it's the Western Hemisphere idea of paradise, where it's not about glittering gold, nah, it's about your community, it's about your culture, it's about your neighbor, it's about your prójimo, it's about looking at the beauty that we all have within ourselves. I, I watch a show right now on YouTube called Exponiendo Infieles, and it's interesting watching the subtle racism exist there against, you know, the morenitos, the little inditos, the, the homies, our kinfolk. It's funny watching the Spanish colonial idea of, I know, it is just porque eres morenito. That means you're ugly if you're brown. And it's all like, you got it so fucked up. The luxury you have to come here, the luxury you have to create a space here and try to milk us and extort us, it's hilarious because they all came to gunpoint. But if we were to look at each other the way those in El Dorado looked at each other, it would be something else entirely. Now, I understand this is a mythology. I understand this is all myth. But at the same time, isn't the power of proverbs and myth and stories is for you to find the good in it, for you to find what's best in it? It's one of those things where we're out there always looking what something to give us value, something to make us better, something to make us whole. And sometimes we forget that we're always idealizing other ideals except our own. 
How many times have you heard, oh no, es bonito porque es güera. She's pretty because she's fair skinned or pale skinned, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's, it's not heartbreaking, but it is a kind of a letdown because it just goes to show you that whatever you have to do to assimilate sometimes, you're willing to put yourself out. And to me, that's not cool, you know? I love myself, I love my people, I love my community, I love my culture, and I'm gonna rock with them forever. Even when I die, look, like it don't even matter to me. Because at the end of the day, I see the beauty in it. There's a saying that says, in, <laughs> there's an old saying that Mexicans say that's all like, I wasn't born Mexican, I was born lucky. And to me, what that phrase means is that I was born lucky to be of this side of the hemisphere. I hope this conversation teaches you to look at things in a different optic, in a different way, in a different perspective, because our value comes from ourselves. It comes from within. The exact same way they say you can't love someone until you love yourself. How do you expect to change the world if you don't love your culture, if you don't love your people, if you don't love the history where you come from? Yeah, some of it sucks and it's drenched in blood, dog. It's bound to happen. You feel me? You can clench your fist so hard that you can break skin and draw out blood and that's just self-harm. Self and that's another thing that I, you know, eventually in the future I want to discuss. Indigenous culture's relationship with self-harm and self-mutilation. It's a fascinating idea that has nothing to do with depression, anxiety, or, you know, any kind of those suicidal tendencies. Sometimes it's a spiritual primal release, but... That's a, I'll save that for that topic for another day. But to go back to El Dorado, like I said, you know, I grew up in, in East LA and I saw the beauty of my culture there. And then when I went to foster home, I found my people, my culture everywhere. The thing that stung the most growing up was the fact that I was excluded from the ones that were born and raised here all because I knew a language that they were annoyed by because their parents got them in trouble. Así no se habla. You know? But in, in, in those things, in those conversations, in those aspects, I sat there and I seen the beauty of my culture, homie. There's nothing like watching... Man, there's nothing like watching people put up on it. Like, it's a beautiful thing to know, like, there's a, a there's a podcast my homegirl kind of put me on, and it's these homies where one of them is graduated, the other one's going to school, and the other one's, you know, going back to school. And shout out to those fools, dog, like, get it how you live it, you feel me? The podcast name is Much About Nothing, I want to say. Yeah, it's much about nothing, and, you know, like I, I was saying earlier, just watching our community grow and flourish, and mind you, there's a lot of other Latino podcasts popping up, and if you're part of the Latino, Hispanic, Mesoamerican, Chicano, whatever community, I hope you, you're listening to the water these homies got to give you. It can be about nothing, it can be relating to whatever is next, whatever comes next, but we ourselves here in 2019, 2020, we can create our own El Dorado based off of sounds, based off of our thoughts and ideas, just working here and there with it. You feel me? But 
it's a work in progress, you know. At the end of the day, when it came to Cuauhtémoc, he, he let Cortez know that the gold was out there in the street, homie. The gold was the youth. The gold were the moms, the uncles, the fathers, the grandparents, the, the ones that were still alive to still teach the next generation their value and culture and roots. And they did the best they could. They, they, they put in the work the best way possible. And it's beautiful that to this very day, 500 years later, five people later, we still have our celebrations of Day of the Dead. We still have our posadas. We still have our ofrendas. We still have our language, aguacate, tomate, papalo, like all of these things that tie us together, wamuchiles. All of these things are just an amazing, amazing, amazing things that interconnect us one way or another through el maíz, you know? So thank you for listening to a homie dog. Shout out to you once again. I hope I gave you a little bit of water today, dog. I am dying of thirst. I swear. Gotta go cop me a drink. Hope you stay up, dog. I hope you stay blessed. The homie, homie's got a dip today. But thank you once again for listening. Like, subscribe, get your notifications on. Write a review. Let a homie know what's hood, dog. Let a homie know what's hood.